Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Second down on the fake pressure. Coming and he is buried. It's a Wusu Koromoa again. Garrett was there too. Third and 14. Fields pressure again. And he is sacked again. Miles Garrett got home. And all of a sudden this Browns team that had trouble getting to the quarterback the first two weeks. Four-man rush, pressure coming, Fields in trouble, and he's down again! Miles Garrett's got two and a half sacks in the first half. I think he's going to be just fine. Over five on third, Fields in trouble, down he goes again! The sixth sack for Cleveland, Miles Garrett has three and a half, it's a new career high. This is just a big, strong, physical player who's just not given up. I think if Fields keeps his footing there, a lot of guys standing up in the line. Do they drop? Do they come? They're coming, Fields is in trouble, racing away and he's sacked again! Miles Garrett! A career day! Living in the backfield! <laughs> For some reason, Jason Peters doesn't look like he thinks he has Miles Garrett. If you delay on a guy like him with his speed. You know, uh, simple fact of the matter is, is that uh, the way these games go like this, there's the anticipation of the way things go. And I obviously, as a head coach, did not do a good enough job of uh, getting this offense ready to go to be able to play and win a football game. So uh, it starts with me. It ends with me. And uh, it's as simple as that. I appreciate the, uh, the fight from our defense. I think that they fought their tails off the entire game. They kept us in it. Um, as, as much as we were struggling, uh, they kept us in it uh, against a, a good football team. And I also want to credit Cleveland. Coach Stefanski does a great job. Uh, their, their coaches do a great job. Their players are, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of good players on that team. So um, that's, uh, you know, that's that part. And saying that it, it starts and ends with me, is something that uh, I take to heart, and I know that you know f- for our guys that are in that locker room, and for um, our coaches, that that's going to be the next challenge is moving forward and getting ready to play Detroit next week. So, um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. What's the opposite of Victory Monday? Hmm, that's whatever. whatever this is. That's this. So this is the Bear Podcast with uh, actor comedian Mike Pusateri. Mike, how are you? I'm uh, well. I'm I'm doing fine, except for the you know what's going on over at Hallis Hall. But yeah, otherwise I'm okay. 
Uh, so for those of you who are new to the podcast, I uh, just wanted to find a, a podcast where people were going to complain about Matt and Aggie. I'm sure it's tough to find one. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast at, uh, at discipio.com. You can also subscribe to the Pointless Exercise newsletter at pointlessexercise.com. And, Mike, how can the good people uh, keep up with you? All the fine Bears fans out there can find me at uh, MikePusateri.com. Uh, and if you go to my Twitter, which is at Mike Pusateri, uh, you will find if you're in the Los Angeles area Friday, I am performing live stand-up with, over at uh, Flappers and Burbank. And I have included a, uh, a link to tickets disc- at a discounted price. So just click on there, buy your tickets, and, uh, and we'll see you there. Now, you have to be fully vaccinated. must show your card to get in. So keep that in mind. So I, against my better judgment, I went to a Cub game Friday. So it was, uh, it was the, uh, remember this crap uh, <laughs> trip. And uh, so Donahue and I went with uh, a couple of our other friends, Oleg and Bill. And um, stopped at Nisei Lounge on the way in. And, and all you had to uh, prove you were vaccinated. And I'm like, oh, crap, I don't have my vaccine card. So I was standing outside for a minute. And then I remembered, oh, I had to take a picture of it and send it to work go. so i just flashed it on my phone and against their better judgment they let me in their bar so nice nice excellent so there you go what a shout out to the nisei lounge too for those of you in wrigleyville yep yeah great spot. all right yeah. so sunday so we... was was supposed to be a very exciting day for bears it was an exciting day for bear fans right up until the bears got the ball <laughs> Uh, well, a... I just, oh, go ahead. I just want to before well, before we get into that, I just, I just want to thank the McCaskey family for doing the right thing and firing Matt Nagy today <laughs> and Ryan Pace and cleaning house and say, guys, we know what, we're not going to take the fans for granted. We uh, we messed up. It. Oh no, wait, that didn't happen, did it? It's a new one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I had a, uh, a source tell me that the problem was that uh, Vag was so mad last night. She was pissed off again, just like she was in the Trustman era. And she demanded yeah. George take her to the train station so she could meet the team, and she was going to fire Matt Nagy. <laughs> and they waited overnight for the train to Cleveland to come in, and uh, she had to be reminded that the air travel is a thing. So well, she hasn't yeah, quite caught up for- to Matt yet. At least he hasn't waited for the stagecoach to arrive, so that's good. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's what we should be talking about, but we're not. Yeah, so let's get into the reasons as to why he should be fired, and then we can talk about firing him. So, okay. you know, this was going to be, this is what we'd waited for since the day they, literally, since the day they drafted Justin Fields. Yeah. Was, oh, they won't have to run that same old boring limited offense. They can get in there. You got mm-hmm. an athletic quarterback with a big arm, a smart kid, played top-notch college competition and lots of it, unlike Mitch. And and then the few little glimpses we got in the t- first two games, he thought, all right, he's certainly not overmatched, so this will be fine. 
This right. is Matt. Right. We talked about it all last week. Matt Nagy can prove his value. He can guarantee his job by just showing us, even hinting, teasing us with all the shit he was going to be able to do with Justin Fields. And we saw it. And it was embarrassing. And he's lucky that he didn't get the kid, like, seriously injured. He really is. He really is. I mean, it, it was the second play of the game. I tweeted out, is he just running the Andy Dalton offense? Um, you know, jokingly, but no, not really. That's what he ran out there. And yeah, well, not only oh, he had to have his hand x-rayed after the game, Justin Fields did, right? Well, thank God he made it through physically okay, it seems. Well, what's this going to do to this kid? This kid's mental makeup at this point. That's gonna that's gonna stick with him. I would well, think. but see, this is the, this is the point. This is why, if they were a real organization, they would have just told Matt to go away. Because yeah. if you change it right now, nothing. It okay. doesn't. You can shake it off. I mean, you can go in there and go look. It was a shitty game plan against a good defense, and we didn't make any adjustments. And you don't have to. Nobody could tell if you're any good or not. Right. Just worry about Detroit. But it's typical bear fashion. They're not doing anything about it. And so now you've got the, now this could happen, not this, but something bad could happen again next week. And as it starts to happen more and more, then all of a sudden, then you've got a real problem. Yeah. Um, you know, this I mean, was, we, got, we so, got 14, we got 14 games to play 14 games. <laughs> so he got sacked nine times and everybody yeah. harkened back to the game where Jay got sacked nine times. But the thing we forget about the game where Jay got sacked nine times, that was just the first half. Jay got <laughs> sacked nine times and a half against the Giants. But they gained more yards than they did yesterday. Yes, they did. So, so the first play of the game was a 16-yard run by David Montgomery. That ended up being more than a third of their total yards. Now, if I had told you on the first play of the game they're going to get a third of their total yards, you would be like, ooh, it's going to be a 99-yard touchdown. <laughs> right. So they were outgained. I believe it's 418, 418 yards to 47 yards. Well, it's funny. So, somebody at nine, the game. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry, that's nine times the amount of yardage. Nine times. <laughs> Has that ever happened before to a bear in a, in a Bears game or an NFL game for that matter? Yes. Nine times it, it, the it The So the Bear all-time record was uh, 27 yards in a game. Yep, right. And the all-time record is minus seven by ah. the Seahawks. So it'd be tough not to have nine times more than minus seven. Right. Um, but the uh, the Bears' average yards per play, second worst in NFL history. And it has right. to be that Seahawks game. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. your average yeah. yards of minus seven has to be minus something. So the right. Bears' 1.1 yards per play is the second right. worst in NFL history. They've been playing football for 102 years. They used to play it in fucking cow pastures, and nobody <laughs> gained fewer than 1.1 yards except for, I don't know, whoever was running Seattle back in the day. But Well, and uh, Jimmy Graham was tweeting that out last night. That yeah, was- Jimmy might want to block somebody before he talks shit. Or retweet. He might want to do that. Yeah, I, I, and yeah, I'd be all for is. it because it was nice to see one of the players frustrated. But when you watch him play, you're like, all right, you're a you're part of this, buddy. Yeah, not, he's got what he's got what one catch in three games or something yeah, like one that. One for eleven yards. That one where uh, Jalen Ramsey never tackled him. He just yeah. stood there. 
So maybe not the best voice to be to be complaining, no. but still no. does certainly give a clue that I, maybe uh, there's some problems in the. Yeah, I appreciate that a player would be upset. It just it's hollow when it's when it's Jimmy. I think be better right if it now. was a player contributing. So all the stuff we thought we were going to see, which was basically, and we know they can do it. I really thought what they would do is run the plays they ran for Mitch during the winning streak last year. Yeah. It's a simplified offense because it had to be for Mitch because Mitch is a simple man and needs simple right. plays. <laughs> uh, it it required and it enhanced a quarterback who could move the pocket. And I've talked about it before with Mitch, you did it to simplify it for him. He'd roll to the right and he took away half the field. He didn't have to read half the field. Right. With Justin, that half of the field stays open. Mm-hmm. Because he can cut back and go the other way. He's got a strong enough arm. You don't really want him winging the ball all the way across the field. <laughs> but he can. Right. If a guy's wide opening, he can throw it over there. Yeah. And um, so what we – and I expected a lot of screen passes. That used to be the bear specialty. That's all they ran for like 20 years. Yeah. Screen passes. It was. Screen passes and draws once the Cleve- when once the Browns decided, aha, we got a free way to the quarterback, that's the counter to that. That's which it. is let them come and then – dumped the ball right behind where they left. Right. Bears didn't run a screen pass. There were three minutes left in the game. They were down by 20 points. That seems a little late to be. They never that. ran a real draw. What right. they do is they do this weird thing, and they're not the only ones. Kansas City does it except with actual success. Almost all their running plays are kind of designed like draws, except they're not blocked that way. And I don't think it does David Montgomery any good in the few times they give him the ball which is the quarterback takes the ball to the running back. The running back doesn't come to the ball on a handoff. With a head of steam. The guy who was the best in the world at that was Le'Veon Bell, who literally would just stop and wait for the hole and then go. Well, <laughs> he's nobody else could do that. Right. Um, and so Montgomery is almost always getting the ball flat-footed. And it's not bad fundamentals by David Montgomery. It's bad play scheming by the Bears. Mm-hmm. He has to stay where he is. He maybe maybe gets one step into the handoff instead of you know barreling towards the line, and then Fields meets him, you know, two thirds of the way and stucks the ball in his stomach, and then he's off. Right. So that doesn't help either, because what it basically did on the few times they ran Montgomery was it allowed the Browns defense that was blowing up the line to basically meet him as he was going to get the ball. Right. He wasn't going past them. He was still waiting for the handoff. Mm-hmm. I don't. None of it makes any sense. And you know the so o, <laughs> after the game, I was watching Olin Krutz, and because <laughs> I Olin Olin, you know, could he could break down a few things. He could break down uh, hitting a teammate in the face with a dumbbell, and he could break down offensive line play. Right. And. He talked about the false starts by Jermaine Effetti. He's now had a false start in every game. And he said the reason he gets them is a not uncommon thing. He, Jermaine, in order to beat the defender to the spot, has to cheat on the snap count. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he needs to time it up with the quarterback so that he's going just before the ball snapped. Right. Because he needs, to get, he needs an extra half second to get in the way. And it, it, it happened in game two because it changed quarterbacks. You know, you get used to Dalton and all of a sudden you get fields and it's hard to time it up until you've heard it a few times. Mm-hmm. And then he was screwed on Sunday because they had to go to a silent count because it was loud. 
So he was right. basically stuck with having to just... And then he had another good example of Sam Mustafer not being able to change the protection because on the um, on a silent count, the center has to be looking for some kind of you know shotgun. He has to be looking back at the quarterback for the sign to snap the ball. So he can't look up, see the defense has shifted, and move it. And they explained that on competent football teams, when that happens, one of the guards takes over either the adjustment or if you want the center to do it, they, then the heat the guard takes over the signal to the center to snap the ball, which could be as complicated as smacking him in the ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just literally reach over right. and hit him, and he snaps it, and you guys are off. Right. Um, Owen pointed out, and I, <laughs> all the guys on that postgame show, and a lot of guys who have affiliated with the Bears, um, really lost faith in Nagy when he – uh, after the offense struggled in 19, and instead of admitting that it was a terrible scheme, he fired the offensive line coach, Harry Heastan. He also fired uh, the offensive coordinator, Mark Helfrich. Right. Um, and they hired Juan Castillo, who the Eagles had said, Juan, why don't you go home? Yeah. The rest of the staff is the same, but Juan, you can go home. So they're not terribly impressed with Juan Castillo. Right. And uh, they will, they will, fair or not, I don't know, they will criticize him. The What I heard, I say this like I heard it from an insider, but uh, some other, you know, somebody who actually is an insider had talked about um, the reason he stand got fired was because he kept arguing with Nagy about how poorly designed all the run plays were. <laughs> and he's like, we can't block this. Right. And he's like, why well, can't you block it? It's because, it's, it's because the play, it, the play, your play doesn't work. We, nobody right. could block it. It's not just that we can't block it. Nobody could block this. And so <laughs> he had to go. Harry had to go away. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. It even got down to the point where there was a whole conversation on Twitter. There was one on the radio this afternoon about, okay, so if they fire Nagy, who is the interim coach? Right. Doesn't matter. No, the answer is doesn't matter. You literally yeah. just need somebody to... Somebody, the, somebody has to tell the ref when it's time for a timeout, and somebody needs to tell the ref that you want to challenge a penalty. And that's yeah. it. And, so and, it, and if, they, if they happen to fit the visor, hmm? that's a bonus. That's about it, though. That's all He's you still visorless, and that can't – that's got to come good. back next week. Again, I maintain it's an invisible visor, but okay, we'll say visorless. And if they, if they fired him, which I'm not getting my hopes up. Well, okay, here's the thing, though, about that. You've talked about, we've talked about, the Bears have never fired a coach in season, and they have certainly had plenty of coaches in their long history who have deserved to be fired midseason. But this one is different, and you and you put, talked about some of that in your newsletter, but, you know, you've got, the, you've got the quarterback of the future on the team, and we've seen a lot of this bad. This is not, you know, we've seen a lot of bad coaching for years and years now. The fan base is absolutely out of its mind. They are completely out of their mind right now. And I don't ever remember <clears throat> um, certainly this early with the fan base, not only completely out of its mind, but in unison mad at the coaching staff and the general manager. Normally there's more of a split, you know, like, well, maybe it's this quarterback who isn't playing that well. Some people think that. Some people think it's the coaching. Now, except for maybe a few cranks in the media, everybody recognizes this is a coaching problem. I I think the biggest the, – the, the reason there's a possibility this might happen is 
I think the closest we can equate this to is, Tr- is Mark Trustman. Although Trustman was a much better offensive coach. Much Nagy. better. But yeah. Nagy at least still has like control of the team. Trustman had completely yeah. lost it. When, when the Trustman shit went really bad, it was the end. It was getting close to the end of the season. Right. If it had happened in week three, he would have been fired. Mm-hmm. They just they played it out to finish the season. Right. But if it had happened, if those 50 point losses to the Patriots and Packers had happened in weeks three and four, he would have never seen week five. They would have been forced to get rid of him. Yeah. They would have. Yeah. And yeah. so for Nagy, you know, maybe, you know, maybe he's, I don't know if smart is the right word, craftier <laughs> than we thought. And maybe mm-hmm. the reason he really wanted to just delay the Fields thing was to get to a point in the season where it was too late to fire him. And then he had mm-hmm. to go do it in week three. And now he's like, oh, shit, I don't know if I, don't know if I can run this string out. Um, yeah. I mean, because we have 102 years of evidence of them not wanting to do this, although, what was it, the first the first 30-some, then a little break, and then another 10 or 12, the owner coached the team. And I don't right. think George Hallis was going to fire himself. Probably. But we have half a century of them not wanting to, and they had some doozies, like oh. Abe Gibran and... Neil mm-hmm. Armstrong and right. John Fox. And, um, I don't know. Um, the, the, one of the things that, that gives you um, hope that they might do this is you know, what you said. That the most valuable asset in the organization is in jeopardy. Yes. Um. Like- you know, and I try to equate. I, I, in the newsletter today, I basically was thinking out loud, hoping, was, hey, one of the other differences is they really do want to build a two billion dollar stadium, or three, yeah. however much it's going to cost, Absolutely. and they can't do it with all their own money. They don't have it, and they can only borrow so much from the NFL, and they can only get so much from sponsors. They're going to need investors, yeah. and right now they could sell those investors on the hope that look, we finally found a franchise quarterback, and by the time we get this stadium built, we're going to be rolling. And right. you're going to get big time playoff games in this building. In addition to all the other stuff, we're going to be able to book. Uh, if he's hauled off on a gurney, yeah, in week four, what are you, you're back to? Oh, we have Andy Dalton and Nick Foles for the next five years. We don't have any draft picks. We don't have any salary cap right. uh, room. But uh, you're not just you're not just paying for you know uh, a few Foo Fighters concerts. You're, you're gonna, it's I don't know if they, I don't know if they think I know they don't think that way. They don't I don't know how they think. Well, they don't well we we know they don't have any the McCassies any football savvy. I guess you assume they must have some business savvy, but you just laid out a very good business argument in terms of why they should really get rid of them and they don't seem to be they don't seem to have that figured out either. No, and it's beyond I don't, we don't know how many years he has on his contract. It can't possibly matter. It can't possibly. It costs a lot of money to run a football team. Whether you're right. paying one head coach or two, it still costs a lot of money. You might right. as well get somebody better. And you, yeah. you don't have to pay. I don't know what you. What do you pay the uh, the interim? Give them like an extra hundred bucks a week. Something. <laughs> there you go yeah. for the extra for the extra work. Here you go. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So they were. You know, if they actually went ahead and did it. Uh, well, first there's the thought that. They may just uh, Ryan Ryan Pace might just save his ass 
by going in and firing Nate. He's got to say, oh, my yes. God, I can't believe you know, this guy. I thought for sure he could make this work. He can't. We, I'm going to be bold and decisive, and we're going to change right now. And then I'm going to embark on this new coaching search, and I'm going to spend right. the whole all season researching it, and then we're going to pull the trigger right. after the year. So I'm going to be really busy doing this, and you're probably going to want to make sure that, you know, you're not going to want to change general managers now. i got to go find our new coach. Yeah, if Pace has a survival instinct, that's clearly got to be on his radar. And I assume he does have a survival instinct. Well, he's made it seven years, so yeah. So he's very little. That's really his best one good season. One good season in seven years, and he's still there. Yeah. So if nothing else, he's proven he does have a survival instinct. So that you would think would make uh, Nagy quake in his visor. Yeah. So that could very well happen. But if they get rid of him, the the interim coach can't be either the offensive or the defensive coordinator. For the simple fact that no. that's part of the problem now, they have jobs to do. Let them yeah. actually focus on those and do those, and out some other stooge can do the the rah rah speech and the game management, which they're in well, a whole hell of a lot to do. Granted, and 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 the offensive coordinator just um, we had one one passing yard, one net passing yard. Well, but 47. we know, but we know who the we know who's offensive coordinator, <laughs> and it ain't Bill Lazor. No, I, I'm not, it's not. It's not a knock on laser, but and one of the weird things is we actually saw laser run when they switched to when they switched to him and Mitch when they went back to Mitch and they let him call plays. The Bears' defense was offense was markedly different. Yeah, they ran the ball more. They moved. They, they all the shit they should have done yesterday. All the shit, yes, they should. And have I, done. I'm not saying they would have beat the Browns, but it wouldn't have been what we saw. No, it, just, it, it couldn't have been, have been. right. Well, because, Dan Arlovsky put, and you you tweeted at it. It's been making the rounds, but yeah, he's absolutely right. This 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 was either um, an indication of of complete incompetence from the coaching staff or malice. Yeah, and either one of those is is, a, is fireball offenses. Yeah, Sam Fells tweeted that he during early in the game that he thought it was clear that Nagy just wanted to go back to Dalton, and this was how he was going to accomplish it. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I I don't think that's the case. I just, I think he, I I, I honestly think he thought this shit was going to work. I don't know why. I think he thought his plan was, okay, we, we can, we don't have to give any extra blocking because if a guy gets free, Justin's going to make a miss. Right. And after like three plays, you're like, okay, he can't make any of a miss. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to completely change and we're going to have to basically, we got to put a tight end next to Jason Peters on every play and have him just help block Miles Garrett. No, Wouldn't no, anybody number one is to try game? to keep Miles Garrett from killing Justin Fields, and they never right. did it. Never, never. And, and and isn't there anybody on this coach? There are twenty six coaches on the Bears staff. Yeah. I heard 26. OB. I heard OB ranting about that. I'm, yeah, that's where I heard it too. Twenty six. Well, what? I looked at him when I was last night when I was trying to figure out who might be the the interim, and it's not an yeah. impressive bunch. It's really not. This and, is not- no, it, this is not an all-star coaching staff. No, and part of the, and the reason it's not is that the the coaching staff he first had was pretty good, and it was because yeah. Vic they kept the defensive coaches, and Vic knew how to hire defensive coaches, and then he brought you know he was the hot young coach, and people wanted to come work for him. And then he ended up firing some of the guys that were working for him, and he's been the perception has been he's been lame duck for the last three years, and you can't get good coordinators to come work for you. When they think I'm only gonna be there for a year, and he's that we're all gonna get fired. So that's right. how you end up with Bill Lazor, and um, that's how you get Chuck Pagano. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah all these and you kept Sean Desai, which 
seems to be fine. You know, I thought the defense played played really well until they just couldn't anymore because yeah. they were out there all fucking day. Right. And they right. still half of them still don't tackle. And that, that's a problem. Yeah, and they were they were still, you know, for, for a lot a lot of the first quarter were not covering any receivers, but but yeah, the defense was not the problem <laughs> yesterday. You, you know, we're saying that about a, a defense that gave up, you know, over 400 yards. Yeah, but they also I think it was 84 plays. And the Bears yeah. ran 41. I think it was more than two to one. I mean, right. that's like that's Jimmy Clausen, Todd Collins shit. That's what that is. So how many plays per coach is that? That's like what <laughs> yeah. one and a half, one and a half plays per coach. Is it my turn? Can I call my one play yet? No, <laughs> no, we wait. Well, the Bears had 47 yards, so that's that's less than two yards per coach. Forget about yards per catch. So they passed for one after you took all the sacks out. Right, a yard. One, one yard. yard, that's all we got is one goddamn yard. <laughs> one goddamn yard. Yeah, I mean, you expect you'd be like, okay, well, it's clear what, what Justin needs to work on. We have no idea. How yeah. can you possibly, how could you possibly analyze that? What happened? Uh, you, you, you mean in terms of like, what, what do you, what do you, I mean, if somebody's going to, some football egghead is going to break down the tape. Yeah. And make a list of all the shit that Justin Fields needs to improve. How can you judge yeah. anything based on what happened and what the plays they were trying to run? You can't. It's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. He's, 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 they're leaving him out there to get killed. Yeah. Dropping back and doing everything that, that no other coach in the NFL, I think it's safe to say, no other coach in the NFL would have run an offense like that, like what the Bears ran. They would have moved the pocket. They would have had RPOs. They would get Justin uh, throwing the ball downfield, you know doing all the things that we all expected. Well, I don't know if expected is probably too strong a word, but we, I think we all assumed that Nagy would adapt the game plan to Justin's strengths and he did nothing. Yeah. And then he won't, you know, he doesn't explain himself. You know, he, he's not super like, he just kept saying, oh, we got to look at, he keeps saying the why the we got to look at the why we got to figure out the why. We know the why. It's you. Well, it's not. Sure. It's not the why, unless that's where you think you're going to be coaching next. Is the why? <laughs> right. It's, it's just why. It's not the yeah. why. Yeah, and there's no mystery, Coach. It's you. Yeah. Okay, Invest- investigation over. We don't need to get the cyber ninjas to investigate this. We know it's you. Coach. I mean, it you're would have been. Problem. It would have been one thing, and it would have been good. Let's say that the first quarter they played as bad as they did, and then he clearly just had to scrap that plan and switch to something else. That would have been, that would have been poor coaching to have put together that bad a game plan, right? But what does it say about him when it goes that bad and he doesn't change anything? That's 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 where it goes to what Arlovsky was saying, right? It had to be either in, it, it's either competent or 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 he did it on purpose. Yeah, and I don't know what the I don't know what the value of doing it on purpose I, would be, unless he I wants right, to get there's none. Yeah. So I I firmly believe. He's just a bad coach. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't understand what they need to do. But how can everybody on that staff not be able to say, "Coach, we gotta, we gotta help"? You know, our our eighty year old lineman. He he needs some help. Yeah. Well, that's we what gotta, happens get, when you we, have a bunch we, of retread coaches. We're just happy to have a job. Hey, good idea. <laughs> great, great. Great scheme, Skip, or whatever they. Yeah, but these guys want. Just call each other. 
these guys will want to work again at their next job, presumably. I mean, wouldn't one of them want to be the, be the guy who said, "I look, I told them we got to start, you know, we got to start, um, you know, chipping these guys and bringing and keeping keeping protection back, and we got to move the pocket and we got to roll them out." Wouldn't somebody want to be you saying would that? Certainly think so. You would think yeah. that if if you at least had the title of offensive coordinator, like if that was me, if I had been the offensive coordinator, if I was Bill Laser. What a ridiculous name, too. Like if I was Bill Laser, sounds like a sounds like a DJ at Hot 106. Um, if I was Bill Laser, I would have spent the week going, "No, this isn't going to work." And if Nagy had insisted upon it, people at the game on Sunday would have been, "Where's Bill Laser? Why hasn't he yeah. showed up?" Because I'd be at home just flipping off the TV for three hours. Right. Going, right. Fuck it. I don't want anything to do with this. Right. Or, 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 how about you, if if he gets into an argument with Nagy on the sideline? Whoa, whoa always up in the box. Well, got sorry, him up I'm in sorry. his right. Okay, but, he's got he's leaning out with those. What do they call them? The semi four flags. Yeah, and he's like signaling <laughs> "fuck you" out the window. Yeah. Right. Told you this shit wouldn't work. Yeah. It would be funny if he actually unfurled like a, a homemade sign. Like he spray painted. Oh, that would have been I great. told you so. Bill lays right out the window <laughs> at about the middle of the second quarter. Yeah. Hey, coach, look up here. Look up. Look up. I got I got something for you. Ah, how you like that? Like <laughs> he's like, throw him out of the game. He's your offensive coordinator, coach. So, I don't know if you saw the comments from, from Miles Garrett after the game. No. But he's like, he goes, we figured out what they were going to do on the second drive. And then we couldn't believe that they never changed it. Honest. Like we just, we just thought, okay, well, at some point they're going to counter this and they never did. And so we just kept, you know, we just kept dry humping Justin Fields. Yeah. It's like they, at some point they, I think they just got tired of hitting him. They're like, oh, all right, kid, just, just fall down. You sure? You know, you wonder. Fall down, I'll just tap you. It'll be fine. There's got to be some element of, uh, I mean, there's got to be, maybe there's some element of like, Jesus, let's just have some mercy on this kid. (laughs) I mean, mean, he is is not being, you know, his coaches are doing him no favor. My God. So the longest, the longest play of the day for the Bears was a 48-yard pass interference penalty, which was not pass interference. I mean, I was happy to accept it on behalf of the Bears. (laughs) But it wasn't. Um, that penalty was more yards than they gained in the entire game. That's so great. And so that got them down to the 12. Yep. Yes. They and had then they immediately went wildcat. Yeah. Okay. But they gained five yards, ramming That's David fun. Montgomery face first into the line. Once again, having to catch the snap and then start running. Right. If I was him, I would have lined up like I was the punter. And just started running at the snap until I caught it at full speed, which I think is probably a false start, but what the hell. Um, Next play, you'd be shocked to know, was a sack. Yeah. Then there was a pass play for 11 yards, and it set up fourth and two in a 10-point game with about a minute 40 to go in the third quarter. Inside the five. Yes. It's at at the two, I think. It had to be the two because Cairo Santos came out to kick – I guess it could have been the two because that would have been. That was a four, I think. So So he came out to kick, I guess, was just a little bit longer than the old fashioned extra point. Right. Now, from a look, if you're just looking at it from 30,000 feet, you're like, okay, that makes sense because you cut it to a touchdown. 
You're having yeah, you're having a hard time moving the ball. Maybe you'll get a pick six and tie the game. <laughs> uh, but from a practical standpoint, everyone watching the game is like, you might as well go for the touchdown here because we're never going to get anywhere near the end zone again. Never. You're going to be lucky to luck out to luck out with a pass to like the 35 and have Cairo try to kick a 52. Actually, that would have been Cairo trying to kick the 66 yarder like Justin Tucker <laughs> made. And so they they go ahead and kick it. And Nagy made a big deal to say, well, you know, Justin really wanted to go for it, but we got to be smart there. <laughs> my thought was, oh, now you start with the smart? Yeah. Well, I think one of them, one of you was smart, and it wasn't you, coach. He, what he should have been is honest, which was, I didn't have a play that could gain two yards. <laughs> I just, I looked at my sheet and thought. All of our. No, we don't, we don't got one. Sorry. All of our, all of our, all of our plays are designed for one yard or less. <laughs> Yeah. What, was, what do you think we the problem was, Coach? We didn't get it. I was really counting on a lot of third and ones. I have an amazing <laughs> number of one-yard gains written on this sheet, and we just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it, yeah. You know, there was... <laughs> well, the, the Bears are one of those teams that, that have perfected the, going, at, going for it on fourth down when it doesn't make sense, and then not going it on fourth down well, he when did it, it does he did it in the Rams game, right? Where they went for it on fourth and fifteen, but they didn't go for it on fourth and five. There's just no, yeah. What? what and and they, Greg Olson, who was excellent, he touched about on this a little bit on the broadcast. But what other coaching staff can you think of that has gotten a chance to develop two yeah. young? First run quarterbacks, each are guys you traded up for, right? These are guys you yep. had to have. And you get to and you get to you get to develop two of them. And the re- and the reason you're developing two is because you just the first one sucked or you ruined him or some combination. What what name another coaching staff that has gotten that opportunity? And, and with the Bears with their great tradition of quarterbacks, would you think it would be a Bears coaching staff that would get this? Yeah chance to do that it makes no sense i mean i i was trying to equate this to so it's not like the it's not like the new england patriots had this uh great history of sustained success before bill belichick walked in the door so you can say that if you hire the right coach you fix things but one of the big differences also was uh they had a different guy hiring him you know, Robert Kraft hadn't been there forever. It was the Sullivan family forever. Mm-hmm. And then Victor Kayam liked the team so much, he bought the team. Whatever. Um, so that was different. But So you think, all right, it's ridiculous. Of course, the Bears could, if they hire the right coach, even if they accidentally hire the right coach, right. You know, we can end this. But then you realize, well, it's they're probably not going to because it's the same assholes hiring, hiring the coach. Right. They've tried. Oh, I... They've tried all kinds of stuff. They when they went to you know they, they went to Ditka. They went to the tried and true. We grabbed a former player, yeah. and everybody thought that was ridiculous. He was the special teams coach of the Cowboys. Nobody thought right. that was going to work, and it worked at least yeah. for a while. Well, it, <laughs> it, 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 well, and it worked because they also kept Buddy Ryan. They right. actually had a good coach, right. and and famously, you know, Fensick and the team said, "Don't fire Buddy," and yeah. amazingly, they didn't fire Buddy. And yeah. Um. I always wondered how much of that appealed to George Hallis's. Oh, we don't have to, we don't have to hire a new defensive staff. Probably this will be cheaper. <laughs> Probably quite a bit. So that worked out. Then they went. 
when they got Dave Wanstead, they hired like the hottest coach on the market. This was like, holy shit. And he turned the Giants down to coach the Bears. Yeah. And then, of course, but in that, they got duped into, they made it, gave him personnel control. And he's terrible at it. Right. And that doomed them. Then, of course, we had the, the brilliant, they hired Dave McGinnis. But don't tell him that they've hired him. He hears it on the radio and goes, ah, I haven't taken the job yet. And they end up with Dick Duran. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, Lovey was a hot commodity when they hired him. Yeah. But it was a, and it were, I mean, it's obviously, you know, Dick had won a Super Bowl. Lovey took him to a Super Bowl. Um, yeah. But they were behind the curve again. They hired the off, the league was getting more and more offensive and they hired a defensive coach. Right. Um, Oh, a good defensive coach, and they had a great defense, so I guess. But then, um, then they they famously Bruce Arians thought he got the job, <laughs> and they hired Mark Tressman instead because Phil Emery was more comfortable with. Of course, he was more comfortable with Mark Tressman than with crazy Bruce Arians. Now, Bruce Arians—that's a guy who, depending if they had given him a quarterback, that's a guy who would have immediately developed it. Yeah. Right. By the way, this is quite the track record you're painting here of, of Bears management right. and ownership. We hire a guy, but he didn't. We forgot to tell him. <laughs> then, then they got, then they got John Fox. When um, that was a Ted, that had that was a when Ted the, Phillips. That was Ernie Decor- Ernie Corsi. He made. Right. They hired Ryan Pace, and it's like, okay, okay, kid, yeah. I'll handle the head coach for you. Right. I'll get you a guy. Yeah. You need a seasoned vet. You yeah. need a guy who, who just got who got blown out so badly in the Super Bowl that John Elway took like a 14-2 and two team and fired the coach. <laughs> so he could hire his old uh, his old Bronco training camp roommate. And of course, then they won in the Super Bowl. Right. And I always thought the John Fox thing was kind of like when the Cubs hired Dusty. He didn't really want to be there, but the check was too big to turn down yeah, well, Dusty had a lot more success, but yeah, yeah. At least with Dusty, you got the one good, you got the one good year, uh, with uh, not so much with John Fox. Yeah, and then the Nagy thing, I mean, that had red flags all over it. Mm-hmm. It just he was he had been the offensive coordinator in Kansas City forever, but had never called the plays. He finally gets to call the plays, and he completely fucks up the division game so badly that it was unbelievable and somehow Ryan Pace thought that, that that was actually a break for the Bears because oh he's available now a week earlier than we thought he was gonna so oh let's boy. just hire him and then he even yeah. said something about how well he took the loss that's like that's oh, what Jesus you want Christ. that's just what you want terrible so now when they wow. inevitably fire Nagy either after they get blown up by the Lions or at the end of the year it's gonna be the same Stooges Hiring a coach. Uh, is, is there some scenario where someone at the NFL is like <laughs> George for the good, for the good of the league? For, for the good of the league, the NFL wants the Bears to be a good team. You know, the NFL is going to want the Bears to get this new stadium too. By the way, you know, there's a there's a move George could make right now if he's still afraid to fire Nagy and Pace. Now is the time to go hire the the president. I don't mean mm-hmm. Joe Biden. I mean to go hire a president for the Bears, who is then going to... It's what he should have done. When he, I always thought he should have done. In January, when he, was, when he, for whatever reason, couldn't bring himself to fire Nagy and Pace. Right. The move there wasn't to do that. The move was to 
promote Ted out of that job yeah. or, or, or give him a golden parachute, let him retire right. and hire somebody to just really run football operations. Yeah, and then basically just... go, you could evaluate these two and you can, you can, you can keep me, get rid of me, do whatever you want. Exactly. You could still do it. That could be the press conference tomorrow on the Tuesday off day. Absolutely. Is we just hired whoever the football Theo. Right. Well, and uh, he's going to yeah. be, he's going to be evaluating these guys week to week. Yeah, he, they may make it the whole year. They may not make it to Sunday. Yeah, and then Which... you're, and then you don't have to be the one, and then you don't have to be the one that's you know if you're if you're that afraid to fire people, you don't have to do it. Right, perfectly defensible move. Ted Phillips, you become Crane Kenny, and. Um... Yeah, we got a we got a guy who knows football to be president of football operations, just like the Cubs did with Theo. Now you got to hire the right guy. You got to hire a guy who you know people in the know are, are like, yeah, that's that was a that was a you got to hire the football Theo, as you said. That was a you know that was I don't know if there is a football Theo, but you got to hire that guy. And that that would be that would be a definitely a way out of it. But th- that but that requires a lot of savvy to do that. And they're not going to, and plus you got to pay another guy too. So there's two, there's two strikes against that happening. Well, you mentioned what I, what would happen would be, we'd get this alert that there's a press conference tomorrow, major announcement at Hallis Hall. And they would announce that Crane Kenny was the new president, <laughs> was the new president of the bears. That'd be terrific. <sighs> That'd be great. And yeah. Ryan Dempster is now going to be the president of baseball <laughs> operations for the Cubs or of uh, business operations. Yeah. Oh, he's been learning over there at Marquee and he, uh, he learned how to use PowerPoint and he's, yeah. we, he's never been more ready and he's now controlling the budget. And he's told Jed that Jed has uh, about $400,000 to spend in free agency. We think between his Harry Carey impersonation and hosting off the hey. mind, he's, he's, he's really developed the skill set that we need. Yeah. So it's clear they're not whacking Matt. Not this week. They, they um, would have done it today. But it's funny, even with the disaster, everybody's like, "Well, you know, yeah, you know, they'll be, you know, we'll get a better look at at Fields on uh, Sunday against the Lions at home. Win that game, and everything will be better." A couple things about that. Number one, Nagy said today that any uh, any option is still open to who might be the quarterback. Yes. Could be Fields. Three, could be Dalton. Could be Nick Foles. And Nick Foles right. was uh, was shown, captured on the sideline during the game, <laughs> saying to Dalton, "This offense doesn't work." He's not yeah. wrong. He's not wrong. Um, and then, of course, the other problem there is, I I don't know that they could beat the Lions. Well, does this is this a must win game? I don't know that, that they can beat the Lions either. You, you think they can? I mean, sure, talent-wise, they certainly can beat the Lions. But if they if they're right. going to play that way, who who could they have beaten yesterday? Nobody. Uh, Wisconsin they they, apparently because they would have because they would have had three pick sixes. Yeah, they but other than Alabama, other, they couldn't have beaten Alabama. I'll tell you that. But they wouldn't have beaten another NFL team with that. No. With that, uh, everybody, every team in the NFL has defensive ends who can if you're just going to leave them alone, are going to be all over the lap of your quarterback. Yes. Every single one of them. Even the Jags. Urban would have been like, hey, finally a college team to beat up. <laughs> we finally got Florida Atlantic on the schedule. Yeah. Great. 
So if they if they lose to the to the Lions, I mean, is this a must? Is this really a must win game for Nagy? It would have to be. It would have to be. Although How can they we not say this like we're dealing with a sane? That's the That's problem. Cool. That is a problem. I mean, when's the buy? That's when teams seem to actually do shit. Oh, it's up to like week eight or yeah. something, right? It's way too late. They'll be they'll yeah. be out of quarterbacks by then. Oh yeah, because they got a after the line. Well, they got the they got the Raiders in Vegas. In Vegas, <laughs> that's a loss. The, they got the Packers in there, don't they? And I mean, that's probably the well. The Packers, I think, are both late again. Are they late? Okay. The NFL loves to, or maybe it's, oh, I think this year it's the both Vikings games are really late. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe this. Honestly, as much as I don't want to see it, we probably if if the if if your goal is to get rid of Matt Nagy. Right. We could use a Packer thumping. Oh yeah, it's coming right up after. Yeah, it's, it's week thought, six. Yeah. Okay, so you got okay, you oh, got Raiders, here we go. Packers, yeah. Bucks, Niners. Yeah. Steelers <laughs> and then the Bucks. Steelers not a good team, but the defense really good. Mm-hmm. So, after if you lose to the Lions, you mm-hmm. are going to be in the midst of a oh, one, man. two, three, four, five, six. You'll have lost what? Seven in a row going into the bye. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no yeah. way he survives the bye. Even with even with Vag being reluctant yeah. to, to do anything mean to the nice boy with the visor. How how if they lose to the Lions, how does he how does he survive? How does he survive I would say he can't. I would say if you lose to the Lions, you look ahead to the schedule and you're like, All right, this the season is hanging by a thread. Yeah. At best. And we've got to we've got to do it right now. And there is no good move. I mean, somebody on Twitter was like, "So can you? Uh, could they go out and hire the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs during the season?" No, <laughs> you don't get Eric Bieniemy during the season. And honestly, I I know they're not the same guy, but I, my first stop would not be to repeat that. Right. I mean, I and then there's the whole thing. That, that's this is part of the problem, right? With NFL teams. The skill set to be a good coordinator and the skill set to be a good head coach are not the same. Right. Because like you would if, if you thought it was the same thing, there's two guys, Brian Dable in Buffalo and Joe Brady in Carolina. And you'd yeah. be like, oh shit, we need either one of those guys, they'll be able to work with Justin, they'll fix everything. That doesn't necessarily mean that they would be a good head coach. Right. Right. Um they would they be better than what we have? Yes. I mean I saw Ronnie Woo Woo Friday. Honestly, he would have been less destructive to the Bears mm-hmm. than uh, than Matt than whatever the fuck yeah. Matt Nagy was doing. Right. It's it's a Peter principle. And you get you know you get promoted to to uh you get keep on you do good at your job until you get promoted to a job that you're incompetent in. I That's would argue about. that he he that happened to him in Kansas City. Yeah, it, would, it took the Bears to really take yeah. that to another level. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think the rest of the league would have been like, this is, we're not going to hire this guy as our head coach. Yeah. What's the matter with you? That guy? We're going to get the one guy off Andy Reid's staff who sucks? No, we don't want that. So, I mean, we talk about sliding doors moments, and I I, I still wonder about this. So the, the Cody Parkey double doink didn't just cost the Bears a playoff game. It cost them Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. Because he mm-hmm. wasn't going to interview with the Broncos the next week if they were getting ready to play. They were going to play the Rams, right? Right. That's who they were going to get. And all of a sudden, he was free. Yep. 
And a lot of people thought this was a formality anyway, that Elway was going to hire somebody else. But then he met Vic and he thought, eh, I like this guy. I like the cut of his jib. I like his mm-hmm. big gray sweatshirt. Right. And he hired him. And clearly he wasn't going to wait around for Vic had Vic been busy. Yeah. And that was a huge loss for the Bears. Well, which, by the way, is a weird way that the NFL makes you hire coaches, right? Because you end up hiring guys who just got eliminated because they're available. Yeah, and that leads exactly to how, why the Bears got Nagy. Got the Nagy, difference right. was the loss, although I guess I was going to say the loss wasn't Vic's fault. But if you remember, the, the drive before the double doink, the Bears also took the lead. And all we needed was the vaunted defense to stop Nick Foles and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. <laughs> and then Mitch almost miraculously pulled it out with a couple of long passes to because the, the offense had done nothing. Right. Um, so that's the other thing I looked up was what has the offense been like since since Vic left? And what I really should do is go through and take out. It takes a little bit deeper dive because the 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 2018 Bears stats are skewed by the fact that a the defense generated 47 turnovers. Right. That's a huge number. They scored six touchdowns themselves, and they put the Bears in prime field position a lot. A lot the Bears a lot. had a lot. So I really should look at, like, honestly, how many touchdown drives over 50 yards did they have? Because it yeah, won't be as much question. as you think for a team that averaged, scored the ninth most points in the NFL. Right. The next week, the next year, the first year without Vic, the offense was terrible. Less than 19 points a game. Embarrassing. Yeah. Last year, it was a little bit better, but a lot of that had to do with the they scored like 30 or more, like four weeks in a row once they switched to laser and got the easy, that real soft part of their schedule because the offense before that was brutal. It was just as bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this offense really hasn't worked since um, the overtime win. Was it a win? Or they, I don't even remember if they beat the Giants or not. I remember the play where uh, they they tried to run basically Philly special and Trey Burton wouldn't throw it, so they had to change it at the last minute and have Tariq Cohen throw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was with Chase Daniel. And that was about the time the NFL, the Bears scored 30-sub points that week. And from that point on, the NFL's like, now we got this shit figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Nagy basically had, the, he had like this little trick bag, and he ran out of tricks, and he didn't have option B to go to. And that, of course, has been his legacy ever since, which is there is no plan B. And as we found out last week, sometimes there's no plan A. Yeah. Yeah. But he can't adjust to anything. There is nothing. I mean, it's frustrating enough to watch the offense where the plays never seem to set up other plays. And one thing, I, and I, I know I was going to be right. I was, I was pissed at Nagy for this, too. The Browns ran a play in the first quarter. This was Odell's first game back, mm-hmm. where they ran a reverse where he ran to his right, and they gave him the ball. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, had that game been closed late, they run that the other way, and Odell throws a touchdown pass. Because Odell has thrown six passes in the NFL. He's completed four, and I think three of them are for touchdowns. And one thing they do to surprise, and A, he can really throw, and B, he's left-handed. And it always surprises everybody because he's running, and all of a sudden he's rearing back and throwing, and you're like, he doesn't have to throw they run it so that he's, you know, obviously doesn't have to spin, and it always catches everybody off guard. Yeah. And I just looked at it like that's a normal team setting up a play for later in the game. They didn't need it, so they didn't worry about it. When have you ever seen the Bears do that? Where one they run a play, and the next time the defense is like, "Oh, I know what this is," and it's completely the opposite. Right. That's yeah, like, they don't do that. That's junior tackle shit. Yeah. That one play sets up another. 
the Bear offense has never, under Nagy, you've never seen any of that. No. It's, it's amazing. No. I mean, so, I mean, Andy Reid has had some really good assistants, produced a bunch of assistant coaches. They can't all be gems. No. And the Bears got one that was not a gem. You need to find the, there's always an exception to the rule, and that's what the Bears found. Yeah. <laughs> We found the one assistant who really sucks. The proof is all the others are good. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Mike Holmgren tree. Every once in a while, you pluck out a Ray Rhodes. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that didn't work. Right. But yeah, so they're you know, Detroit's zero three. They should have got blown out in week one by the Niners. It took they ran by twenty eight points. Midway through the second half, they got destroyed. They made a comeback. They made it look, you know, somewhat close. Mm-hmm. Um, the next week, they played the Rams, right? I think that's right. Yeah. And they kept it right. relatively. No, this is Packers. They played the Packers. And they, they kept it. They stayed with them until half. halftime. Basically, they yeah. stayed with the Packers until it started raining and yeah. Jared Goff couldn't hold the football. It was like Rex in the Super Bowl. Jared Goff couldn't hold the ball. And then last week, yesterday, they had they had the Ravens beat. And then Justin Tucker kicked 66 yard field goal. They hit the crossbar and bounced over. So your point is the Lions aren't aren't that bad. I mean the Bears could easily lose this game. Yeah. I mean the So the the uh <laughs> The peanut gallery. They're very excited. Yeah. They want Nagy fired too. They're cherry. <laughs> um, I well, it. I mean, and, and Nagy also kind of left, you know, he kind of uh, let uh, Pace off the hook a little bit yesterday because we're talking about obviously how he didn't give Peters any help on the line and they didn't do anything to, you know, um, move fields out of the pocket or anything, but it gets us thinking that, you know, the, the reason that Jason Peters is there is because of Tevin Jenkins, who uh, Pace traded up for him. Did he? Lee? He did. Did he trade? He traded up for Jenkins traded into the second round to pick a guy with a bad, that they knew had a bad back. That they knew had a bad back. He's supposed to be your offensive tackle right now. Well, and it's even more than that because they knew they had drafted a guy with a bad back. And when they needed to cut somebody to clear cap space, they could have either cut Jimmy Graham or Charles Leno. Which would have made a lot of sense. And they're like, nah, we're fine at left tackle. Now, we've <laughs> talked about it before. Charles Leno not is not a – he's maybe an average tackle in the NFL. Do the Bears have an average tackle on this roster, though, right now? No. no. So you got to keep him because you don't yeah. have anything better. Yeah. And they didn't. They kept Jimmy Graham instead, who they barely play. Um, what, what, again, one catch in three games. So the point I was going to say before the dogs started barking and distracting me was one one good thing that happened over the weekend was the Bears' win over the Bengals looks better. That's true. Because the Bengals really handled the Steelers. Yeah. Now, granted, the Steelers played without J.J. Watt, and Ben is old and bad and uh, pulled a, hurt a peck. He pulled right. a peck. I didn't think he had pecks anymore. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, just, they went into Pittsburgh and just beat the crap out of them. Well, you know, but we talk about, you know, coaches learning the wrong lesson. 
the the lesson that the wrong lesson that Nagy could learn from that is ah Andy Dalton's my he's he's right he's the guy yeah he's the one who led us to our he led us to our touchdown in that game <laughs> I mean the offense was terrible what they passed for like eighty yards in that game yeah let's well, not act 80, like they were that's we eighty times all over <laughs> but it's eighty that's times right. eighty times Sunday eighty times more yards eighty times more yards come on. Yeah, so we're. I didn't expect to be. I didn't expect to be here. Them losing was not a shock. In fact, I didn't pick them to win. I thought they'd cover, and they didn't. They didn't come close to covering. Right. We 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 both thought they would be one and two at this point. But that was not. That wasn't just a oh crap. We went out there and lost to the Bengals. That was. I'm not sure anybody on this team knows how to play the sport. Kind of well and. And I'm not sure that Justin Fields is going to survive. And he may not be, you know, he, Fields might not be the quarterback for um, for Matt Nagy, but he's the quarterback for the Bears. Yeah. He's supposed to be your, the next time you go to the Super Bowl, he's That's supposed right. to be your quarterback. And nobody right. thought it was going to be this year. But there were a lot of things you had to do to get him ready to play in that game, and he didn't do any of them. And, and, and you didn't protect him. I mean, other than all. the fact that he apparently he had his equipment on correctly. <laughs> right. That was about it. That was the extent of the, don't forget your name goes on the back, Justin. That was the extent of the coaching that helped. Yeah. Because nothing right. else was an asset. Right. They did nothing to help him. They did nothing to maximize his skill set. And they did nothing to protect him. And they just left him in, too, at the, at the end of the game. I mean, at this point, but just put Nick Foles in. Have him hand off. <laughs> Foles is like. Foles, Foles like, uh-uh. I ain't going in there. Nope. New wave. I am not going in that. <laughs> oh, my arm. It's broken. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, that could be a fractured ulna. Um, <laughs> so the other guy that's got to be really loving this is uh, franchise tag wide receiver Allen Robinson, mm. who now has, what, 10 catches in three weeks. I believe he has, yeah. like, the 128th most catches in the NFL, which is really, I'm sure, what he was counting on. Maybe this is a maybe this entire season is a is is just a plot to keep his value down, so they don't mm. have to tag him again. They can get him to finally sign that. It's like, look, right. we'll, we'll he'll get he'll catch thirty eight passes for the season. Nobody's <laughs> gonna even want him, and then we'll get him cheap. And the next year, woo, Super Bowl. Like, okay, yeah. that'll that'll work, Ryan. That's, that's a great probably, idea. That's probably it. Yeah. I saw somebody complaining. It's like, well, it's not uh, it's the the line is not Nagy's fault. That's Ryan Pace's fault. I if, right. then fireball him. I don't give a shit. Yeah, right. Blame whoever you want. Whatever it is, it's I don't care which of those guys oh. is responsible for what. That neither of them should have jobs. Oh, right, and, and, and yeah, the personnel is isn't Nagy's fault, but the protection protection schemes are. And also, and this a, idea that he doesn't have input into who they get is bullshit. Well, I, of course, right. Yeah, because they collaborate. If they do nothing that's else, right. they're, collaborators. they're collaborators. That's the collaboration. That's, why, that's the secret. That's their secret sauce. That's what makes them Pace and Nagy. That's what makes them just the dynamic duo that they are, is their collaboration. It's their superpower. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm stupefied by what we saw. I knew it would be bad. I didn't think it would be that bad. Yeah. 
So, uh, well, uh, Roquan Smith looked good. <laughs> Roquan looked good. Robert Quinn big, looked very big good. Game Bob, he looked great. <laughs> big game Bob, yes. Who knew? Uh, Cairo Santos, as you say, why, why do they make him kick? Yeah, Mr. Automatic. Yeah. Yeah, the Bears uh, have three elite players on their roster Justin Fields, um, Khalil Mack. Actually, I didn't put Khalil in there. I should. He's still uh, one of the great things I thought Olsen did was basically show the difference between how the Bengals were blocking, or how the Bengals, how the Browns were blocking Roquan and how the Bears were blocking Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you if 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 some if the Bears could work a deal with a team to block Khalil the way the Bears blocked Miles Garrett, Khalil would have Khalil would have eight sacks in the game. Right. Um. But yeah, so the elite players on the Bears are simply Justin Fields, at least talents. Justin Fields, Roquan Smith, Khalil Mack, and Cairo Santos. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a nucleus to build your next championship team around. Those four guys. Yeah, well. So the uh, the one and two Bears and the zero and three Lions are uh, hooking up uh, on uh, Sunday with uh, Gus Johnson and Akib Talib on the call. They get the great games. They got wow. they got Arizona Jacksonville last week, right? But <laughs> they did get to call the hundred and nine yard uh, missed field goal return for a touchdown. And uh, so, what do you think, Vegas? Looking at this, these two piles of ugh, oh man, what do you think they set the line at? It's in Soldier's Field. Yeah, um, I mean, could they ha- do they have a could they possibly have the Lions favored? No, they do not. Okay, so was it was it was it two and a half Bears? It's Bears three, which is the. Okay. The, home ugh, the teams both suck. Home team gets three points. That's clearly. <laughs> Yeah, that's clearly what they did. Right. They Vegas didn't bother to spend. They didn't spend three minutes thinking about this game. No. <laughs> right. They just went. Ah, oh, we got a, we got a bigger things to worry about. We got we got Cardinals Rams to worry about. We've got uh, you know we got Bucks Pats. We're not worried about Bears Lions. No. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I wondered if they were actually going to even have it on the board, considering a lot of times when they don't know who the quarterback is going to be for one team, they wait. They don't put a lineup. They don't want you to bet on it yet. And clearly they don't know who the bear quarterback is going to be, but they're like, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. At all. They're going to call plays the way they did last week. Who gives a shit? They could, they could literally reanimate Sid Luckman and it would still, <laughs> it'd still only be three. Yeah. So what do you think? Can the, uh, and the Bears not only beat the Mighty Lions, beat them by a full field goal. Well, I, you know, we said at the beginning of the year, you know, this is they're going to be two and two, and that and that second of those two wins is against the Lions. So I'll I'll stick with it and I'll say they'll cover. Now, having said all that, I kind of am wondering if it might be better <laughs> just to have the Lions. Destroy I was just going to ask: Is it a? Is this a game where we actually? Start this, why is it Chicago team. sports do this to us? Where you end up having to root against your team to God, get them to how, do the right thing? How many times? Like you shouldn't have to years. do that. You shouldn't have to oh worry about it. You God. should know that your ownership is can see clearly, and you could just you could root for the team to win, and they're going to make the decision clear-eyed and say, "All right, we won that game, but that's this is not going well." 
We yeah. we never we don't have a team in this town that we can feel comfortable with that. Right. So we it forces us to be like, all right, it's gonna suck for a weekend, but could you could you just humiliate our team so that yeah, it please. forces them to do the right thing? We might be there. I mean, this has happened at least ten times, if not more. I mean, it was happening my, last year with the yeah. same Stooges. <laughs> and they did it. They got humiliated and they still didn't get fired. Yeah. I mean, those two Packer games, if that wasn't enough to make you, to to make Vag go, I'm pissed off again. Yeah, I'm really mad. So I joke about her because she's a sweet old lady and I, I like to call her Vag. But, um... This is, I don't know how <laughs> I hesitate to wonder how the McCaskies work, mm. how they collaborate. Right. But I mean, I know there's a board, so I suppose it, it's not just George wakes up one morning and goes, "All right, we're firing everybody." But I can't imagine. I to, I feel like just the few public things we hear from George, I feel like he's the one keeping those two in their jobs. Clearly, so like if you let whoever the mysterious board is. And I'm sure they're not that mysterious. I'm sure I could look it up. They would be like, yeah, let's change. And he's holding Mm -hmm. them off. And I don't know how much longer he can hold them off for. I mean, uh, you know, they, Virginia got so upset with the way they were run at one point that she, she demoted, she promoted Mike. You're right. She kicked him off. From chairman of the board to president. Yeah. To get him, to get him off the board so that they could start to make some progress. Right. I don't know who, I don't know who's next. I don't know which. If there's, uh, yeah, who is, is there a Fredo McCaskey that they can? <laughs> I'm smart. I can pick a coach. Not dumb, not like everybody says. <laughs> smart. I want respect. Yeah, that's a good question. Who is the uh, who's the heir apparent to uh, <laughs> to George? Yeah, because they're clearly not. They're clearly not selling. Although all we get would be the football version of the Ricketts. Yeah, they're more mysterious, though, McCaskey's. Like, I don't, you know, we know all the Ricketts. You know, we know their names. We know what their yeah. occupations are. Like, I couldn't name the McCaskies. Do we know you? what Todd's occupation really is, though? Well. I mean, we fi- finance, finance chairman. And, and, yeah, big uh, finance chair. Tax fraud. <laughs> tax chairman. The laziest. Besides, it's his tax fraud, his property tax fraud, is it's the laziest scheme ever. It's the. It's the it's the home version of rolling back the odometer on your car. <laughs> he turned in an old photo of his house before it had been renovated, and wanted that, wanted them to to assess the taxes on that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's the point. We know who all these those bozos are, but we don't know who the McCaskies are, do we? I don't know that I knew there was a George until there wasn't a Mike. I, I was going to say, I don't think I knew there was a George either. Oh, George. <laughs> so maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe that's what they're savvy at is keep, keep themselves hidden. I think I made the same. Uh, I'm sure I did. I probably shouldn't bother doing it. The, uh, so there's a, there's a scene in the musical in the movie, 1776, where their Congress is, uh, Finally, come around, and it needed you need a unanimous vote. You're talking about talking about the Ken, the Ken Howard. Yes, yes, I love that one. That's good. <laughs> uh, Howard Silva plays Ben Franklin, and whatever I, he is, yes. Ben Franklin to me. Like, yeah, that's no who kidding. I think of when I think of Ben. Fra- I don't think of Ben Franklin. I think of Howard Silva. Right. Um, 
Yeah, Kit. Kit is uh, is John Adams. <laughs> William Daniels. Yeah. There's a guy from uh, uh, from a soap opera, Another World, uh, is is uh, plays the guy from South Carolina. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, Benson's uh, the, oh, Benson, the governor. Yeah. The governor from Benson is the guy. Right. Is the new de- is one of the delegates from uh, Georgia, I think. Yes, I think he's a he's a preacher, I believe. Yes. Anyhow. So anyway, they have to. It has to be unanimous. They've decided that if they're gonna if they're gonna declare independence, it has to be unanimous, and it all it gets down to uh, it's everyone has voted except the uh, the Pennsylvania delegation. Pennsylvania, right? John Dickinson. And so there's three guys: John Dickinson, Ben Franklin. And Joseph Wilson, and so of course Franklin clearly is is for it. Dickinson is very much against it. Oh, Dickinson, the guy who plays Dickinson, I just I feel like it's Phil Hartman acting <laughs> like that guy the entire time. He just reminds me of like That's Phil good... being over the top the entire. And there's That's like four people call. now who've actually seen somebody who are getting all these references. <laughs> Right. That's that's why you stayed, folks. That's why you listen to the end. So anyway, John John Dickinson has basically been uh, leading Joe Joseph Wilson around by the nose this entire right. time. He's just gonna, Joe's going to go with whatever he wants, and so now the formality has come down. Twelve, actually no, ten, eleven states have have voted yes. New York has abstained courteously. Courteously. And um, courteously. So now it's up to Pennsylvania. And Franklin votes for independence, and Dickinson basically says, "I'm sorry." He's just taunting John Adams, and I can't. I'm sorry that you got all this, all this way, only to have this voted down. Yep. And they demand to know how how Joseph is going to vote, and he basically says he decides he's going to vote yes because if he votes no, he'll never he'll always be remembered as the guy who killed American independence, and if he votes yes, he just becomes one of the guys who voted yep. for it. Right. So this tortured analogy. I always feel like, I feel like George is Joseph Wilson. And he just doesn't want the, and Joe even says, I don't want the responsibility. And I always feel like yeah. George really doesn't want the responsibility. Like he feels like he took it on because he had to. Yeah, he feels like he's kind of like a nice guy, just yeah. wants to kind of be, you know, head of the bears, greet the fans, be a pleasant individual. It does kind of seem like that. It doesn't so, seem like he wants to. So at yeah, some but... point he needs to give in and give bear fans their independence from Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. That's right. It just needs to be pressed a little harder, I think. Yeah. Well, I, I gotta, I gotta imagine he's he must be feeling a little bit pressed at this point. Well, and we talked about it last year. One of the things that's, that clearly saved them was not having fans last year. Yeah. Because right. they would have been booed mercilessly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't remember the last Bear game that I've seen at Soldier Field on TV because I don't go, where the Bears haven't gotten booed at some point. Bear fans just they've been, yeah. they've been fed up with this team for a long time. Even when they were even right. when they were good, like, you know, in eighteen, there'd be a stretch of bad play. They get booed. Oh and yeah. They'll be if things don't go well against Detroit, Ooh. it's really gonna get ugly. Like, really ugly. And last year Those... they were able to skate because the boos were imaginary. They right. didn't have to they didn't have to deal with them. Well, they you gotta deal with were... them now. They were virtual boos over <laughs> over Zoom. Now these are gonna be actual boos. Boy, and you're right. And if, and if if they get off, if like the Lions jump out to like a fourteen and nothing lead, whole thing, that crowd is uh, is going to so be pretty antsy. Bears are going to be, you know, they're already bad at wasting time. I'll say they're going to be calling timeouts because they can't <laughs> they can't call the plays over the booze. They're going to have to quiet their own crowd. Shut up! We're trying Can to call. You, boo, you need to boo when the Lions have the ball. We can't hear. <laughs> 
Yeah, they won't they won't have any of that. Yeah, I shouldn't have to come to this. I mean, it has come this quickly, or, or I mean, this is week four coming up, and we're already yeah. talking about. <sighs> well, and it's 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 always worse with the Bears than any other team in town because, um, they have the they have the biggest fan base. They have they have the yeah. entire city, where the Cubs and White Sox divvy it up at least a little bit. Sox take off the lunatic fringe. Right. Actually, no. I think the Cub fans are probably the lunatics, but there's more of them. There's a lot more of them, yeah. And not everybody's a basketball fan, and, not, and, and a lot of people aren't hockey fans. But right, right, right. The Bears are. Everybody. You know, they talk about the the public trust. That's the yes. Bears. That's the yeah. that's the one team everybody in the city can agree upon. And so yes. when things go bad, you get the blunt brunt of everybody. Like when the Cubs have a bad season, Sox fans enjoy it. When mm-hmm. Sox fans have a bad season, Cub fans simply ignore them. Right. Some of us ignore them even when they have a good season. Right. Um, and it's easy for a lot of people to just go, oh, the Bulls suck this year. Now pay attention to that. And same with the Blackhawks. Yep. Nobody does that with the Bears. Right. Right. You know, and, and then the whole like, the whole thing about them only playing once a week, you get a whole week of us getting ourselves wound up. Yeah. With nothing to stop us until the next referendum on whatever's going on over there. Right. Now they get the benefits of that. Obviously, they make a shitload of money because everybody in this town is a bear fan, and they buy it. We buy all this worthless shit. Yeah, um, but you have got this other stuff you got to put up with, and this is part of it. Yeah, and it's kind of your job. You're supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to take care of it, and this is not taking care of it. This is not being good stewards of the public trust, as John Adams might say. I think they should. <clears throat> Maybe maybe Lori Lightfoot could finally do something. She can um, she can annex the Bears. <laughs> let the pro- city run them. Then they'll be then everything will be great. That oh be, yeah that, okay that won't help either. No, she's probably the only person who actually wants the Bears to stay in Soldier Field because I can't imagine can't imagine the governor does or anybody else does. Certainly the NFL doesn't. Certainly any you know any music promoter or uh, you know the NCAA or. Thinking about having football playoffs, basketball final fours, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would say this is a this is a hell of a way to build a two or three billion dollar stadium is to have all your fans mad at you. Yeah, that's great. All right, well, I think we've uh, we've beaten them up, and I will get another chance to beat them up next week because I I uh, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I mean, okay. I can't imagine you can lose to the Lions, but I couldn't imagine it was going to look like that on Sunday. So. I absolutely can imagine they could lose to the Lions. And if you're the if Lions, they, you got to look at it like you've got two chances to win games this year. Yeah. Both against the Bears. And you're going to do whatever you can to try to win those games. Oh, and they must smell, smell blood in the water, too. I mean, at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, if, if the Bears lose, i got to think we're talking about, you know, uh, that Nagy's been fired today. And if they, you know, but you know what they'll do? They'll probably meander and somehow win like a, you know, a game 23 to 16 or something and look bad doing it. But they'll be like, well, you know, they're two and two. Can't you fire know. Them now. We won. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, uh, no. we'll reconvene next week and we will. see how things are going. All right. Well, All thanks, right. Mike. Thank you. Many of us have herpes. 